0: MManiacs, yeah. Okay. The we say MM MManiacs. MManiacs, okay. Wow, <laughs> oh, just recording. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this is Glover Teixeira. You listen to MManiacs.com.
1: Yeah, from I'm that's awesome. So I do it again. You okay. Yeah, yeah. One more. What do you again. call? What do you call? M-Maniacs podcast. Podcast, okay. Hey, this is Glover Teixeira. You listen to M M. Uh, it's
0: alright. maniacs. Hi, this is Glover Teixeira, you listen to maniacs
1: podcast with the devil rejects over here, guys. Perfect, right, thank yeah. you so much once again. <laughs> so,
2: You're listening to the Maniacs
3: with Nick David and Matt Kona. I didn't see that
1: one. All right, let's just talk about what uh-huh. we did just see at the beginning of the press conference. So this isn't complete clickbait to anyone watching or listening. And that press conference was Eddie Alvarez and Conor McGregor. What were your thoughts when that was announced? Where did you hear it?
0: Um, I saw it where I get most of my news these days, which is Facebook. <laughs> um, I am like most things, Conor McGregor, I'm torn. Uh, part of me, I think it's a great fight. I think it's a great fight. It's a fight that I want to see. Um, the other half of me is very disappointed that, um, the, uh, The featherweight division is not, is still, their champion is not defending his title once again.
1: Oh, I disagree. I think that Jose Aldo should defend his interim championship against Max Holloway, and that could be one of the big main events coming up. Perhaps Albany. I understand what you're saying. But, but. You shouldn't be split in half. There are three things in the equation. One is the first time there'll be two active champions fighting each other. So not only is this a, is it a great fight, which I agree with, but two champions, both who have never defended their belt, fighting against each other. That's exciting. So I think those two things outweigh away the fact that the, feather, the Featherweight Division is uh still has to wait. But the Featherweight Division, uh it's, it's, I mean, it's it's clunky at the top anyway, because the Aldo fight has already happened, and uh, I still don't think it's going to happen. I think uh, McGregor, if he wins, I think it'll only happen if he loses. I'm going to say that. I think McGregor fights Aldo only if he loses to Eddie Alvarez. He'll I don't know. I think it's time. his next
0: fight. I think it's his next fight, no matter what. I well, think, I think if he uh, wins, think,
1: he's still with featherweight. That's I don't think saying.
0: so. I don't I don't think so. I think he wants to I think he's gonna to want to maintain both for a while. he wanna why would you why would you do it just for that split second of being the champ for that split second? I feel like he's still in the history books. Yeah, but I feel like he's gonna to want to defend both of them for a while. I think he's gonna to wanna to hang on to them both for a while. Because he's a very active fighter. Uh you know, obviously because he's making the stupid money that he's making, why wouldn't you? You have to strike when the iron's hot. In another five years, nobody's gonna give a shit about Conor McGregor. Maybe not, maybe not five years, maybe yeah, eight years, yeah. whatever it is. Whatever it is, you have to strike while the iron's hot. You know, when he was saying in the press conference, when they were asking of him about what he thought he would make for this fight, he's like, hey, I think I'm gonna be closing in on 40 million dollars this year. Hot damn. Hot damn. That's some life-changing money right there. You know?
1: It's still, I do know, but it's only two January <laughs> movies yeah. from the 90s, I'm just saying. It's Ace Ventura 2 and The Mask. No. Yeah,
0: I'll take I'll take Ace Ventura no, 2 absolutely. money all day long.
1: No, no, um, yeah. if,
0: you, if you can't stretch 40 million bucks out to keep you afloat the rest of your life, you're doing something wrong. You have too many people in your entourage and uh, there are too many bottles of Cristal that you uh, uh, consumed.
1: Right. So, I'm going to try it, though. So, PayPal me. Matt Kona stand up at gmail.com. And if I get to $40 million, I will try to make it last the rest of my life.
0: All right. I'll be as an accountant. <laughs>
1: that <laughs> um, siphons
0: money off of them.
1: So, Nick, this is a, I guess this is, a, well, I'll ask it on the podcast regardless. Um, are you going to be in attendance at Madison Square Garden for this? I'm buying tickets tomorrow. Uh, you right.
0: Wow, what's the date? Oh,
1: it's November 12th. It's the anniversary of the first ever UFC as well.
0: Oh, that's pretty um, heavy. Let me look at my calendar. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm going to be buying tickets or attempting to buy tickets, but I'll be at work, and I think that it's a real bitch to buy tickets with mobile devices. So um, I'm probably going to either bring my laptop to work or hand over my personal possessions to someone. To buy the tickets on my behalf. We'll see. I'm not sure how that's gonna work, but I'd like to be in it. I have
0: nothing going on. I have the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th are all open for are me.
1: Because I was thinking of uh, going, of course, to maybe be a part of the spectacle. I don't know if I'll go for the press conference and make it. That, hey, if I can get the time off from work. I'm going to have a couple extra days in New York. Do some afternoon and open mics. See I'm going to say yes. Yeah. We're
0: going to go. Okay, you heard it here. We're going. going we're going to dabs.
1: Yeah, here dabs. It's a lot easier to get to than Cleveland. You can take a $1 bus, too.
0: Yeah, we'll probably drive. We'll take the Cadillac. Oh, yeah. We're going to take, the- take the Cadillac. oh my New York City. Bye bye.
1: We're, going to we're going to up, right? uh, So, um, all right, so we're in. Least, We're gonna make of, it. We're yeah, gonna make this one. Three championship outs. This is it was the first time since UNC free thirty-three, which was uh, held by many as a disaster because it went over the runtime. That had three championship bolts out, uh, all of which went the full twenty-five. And uh, so they probably just to I remember I, I, got, earlier. I got my money back on that one. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I had, I called.
0: Uh, I think it might have been CableVision at the time.
1: Continental CableVision? might have been vision. Continental CableVision. with the Bank Boston shirt to so that. I love old corporations. It <laughs> makes me so reminiscent. Uh, Yeah, I got my money back on that one. I did, you look up, I was, did you look up their number in a 9X phone book? And then, uh, probably.
0: Probably. I had a big rotary dial phone for a long time when I was living on my own as a 20-something year old. So
1: that's great. That was...
0: Okay, I might have been, was I in my 30s then?
1: But it's great that you see. went out shopping for a rotary phone. Like, no,
0: I didn't. I just, I got inherited it from my grandmother. Oh. It was like in my aunt's garage and it was stuff that was oh, there right. and, and it worked. I didn't have to spend money on it and it was, uh, you know. For those of you that have never heard of a rotary dial phone, you used to have to... Oh, what a pain in the ass. Yeah. You'd dial it, and it would go back Very around.
1: Fair. And then you would forget what number you dial, and you'd have to start again.
0: That's what would happen on occasion, yep.
1: Yeah. It happened a lot to me. Still having a flashback. But, of the other two championship fights, which are you more excited about? Joanna Jędrzejczyk against uh, Karolina Kobukevich or... Tyron Woodley. It's a dumb question because points.
0: it's the most the fight I'm most excited for in the whole. Party. Oh, great! Uh, so, uh, that is such a crazy good fight to me. I can't wait to see that fight. I am, uh, I'm a huge Wonder Boy fan. I think that uh, that guy is going to win the title, and I think he's going to hang on to it for. I think I've, I've said it on the podcast before. I stand by that. I think that guy is crazy good, and. Uh, I think Tyrone Woodley is a great fighter, too, but I'm ready to see Wonderboy take over the world. Oh, man. Uh, I'm ready to see him take over the world. I'm ready to see him go up to middleweight. Uh, I'm ready to see him stop around in middleweight for a little while. Uh, I'm very excited for that fight. Mm -hmm. I think he's too fast and too technical, and uh, I think Woodley's... I mean woodley's got power, uh, obviously you saw it. You <laughs> can dump somebody on their butt, you can knock them out just like that just in a split second. somebody can lose their consciousness immediately with one with uh, with Kyle and Woodley, but I think Wonder is is too fast and too
1: technical um, but my concern and, and and this is where I think it's going to go. I think it depends a lot on Wonder Boy. Wonderboy and his wrestling ability.
0: I think I think you're right. I mean, I I, I think not in a wrestling ability, I think it's going to be his jiu-jitsu ability. How well can he work from his back? Because I don't think... I think Willie's going to want to dump him. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to want to...
1: He's going to rush across the cage like Chaz Skelly but without a jump.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like he's just going <laughs> to
1: make it seem... Try to some fake to a, to a takedown, and he's going to Mickey Gall to CM Punk, but it won't be quite as easy. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't think he's gonna. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna have that much. Uh, definitely not gonna be that that easy of a fight for him, right there. You wore that on purpose, you dirty son yeah, of yeah. a bitch.
1: We did uh, Nick and I. Uh,
0: I want to burn that shirt we before. Got, uh, before, we brought, of
1: course, my CM Punk UFC shirt. Like think the only <laughs> time that these letters may all be together on one piece of fabric. Yeah. Um, it's the I, second time he's
0: wore it when I come over here. He wore it both times purposefully because <laughs> I was gonna come over here.
1: This because it was the closest shirt on the top of the year, right pile, <laughs> but it was because Nick and I, I dragged him to a uh, podcast where there was 19 other comedians, and I think we mentioned, I didn't mention it last time because we just recorded immediately after, but it has come out. It's on my Facebook page. Tommy O'Deed show, Tommy O'Deed kid, Tommy O'Deed kid. Uh we were
0: recording the first part of that through the microphone on my headset, which I just realized that it's not as good of a microphone, so I've shut oh, my okay. headset off. So, Welcome to
1: the Nicer Sounding Part Two.
0: <laughs>
1: or three, depending so, on when you put the interviews.
0: Uh, I'll try and edit that first part of it to to see how it sounds. Some point in this podcast, uh, I'm going to, we're going to have an an interview with Steve Ward, uh, and he is uh, the very first mixed martial arts referee to be licensed in, uh, the state of New York. And so he's gonna be on, uh, he's gonna be on the podcast here. We're gonna do an interview with him. He's currently out in Portland right now with Tamden McCrory. He's, yeah. uh, they, those guys train together and he's, uh, Steve's always in Tamden's corner. And so we're gonna also talk to Tamden about his, uh, upcoming, cu- upcoming fight against Nate Marquard, which is Uh-oh. a crazy exciting fight. It's gonna to be me. a barn burner for the barn cat. Oh my god, I can't, such an exciting fight. I'm I'm can't express to you how much I'm looking forward to that fight. So, um so yeah, that so that interview is going to happen uh let's put it uh let's put it right here. hello. Hello. Hey, there, hey. Hello. hey can you hear me?
3: I can hear you and clear.
0: All right. How you doing, man?
3: I'm doing
0: great. How's Portland?
2: It's crazy.
0: I love Portland. I grew up. Yeah, I, I grew up, up out in Oregon. So oh, you did? Yeah, I spent like a lot Northern of time. City. Yeah, it's a happening town, man.
3: Yeah, it's awesome. And, and they got us staying like literally in the center of downtown. We got out last night and just walked around, and oh it's awesome.
0: Yeah, Portland is a super cool town It's very hip, there's a lot going on there There's a lot of culture, there's a lot of music Oregon in general has crazy good wrestling Yeah You know, that's where, that's where I grew up and I wrestled all through junior high and high school You know, you, you see how many crazy good wrestlers come out of Oregon Dan Henderson and Randy Couture and. Uh,
3: oh yeah, that's
0: right Lots of good wrestling there
3: Yeah, I got informed that I was saying it wrong
0: were you saying we Oregon?
3: Say yeah, I said Oregon. Yeah. Like, don't ever say that. Again. And I go, oh, they go to Oregon.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a definitely a thorn in the craw of people that, that live in Oregon. Only the only people that pronounce it properly are the people that live there. It's funny. <laughs> right. But then, but then you have to say, well, who's right? Is it the people that live there, or is it the rest of the world? No, it's the the rest of the world outweighs the population of Oregon, so you have to go. Right. <laughs> Who's right here? Uh, I guess it's what you want to be called, though. So if it's your name, right? Like if people were pronouncing your name Stuven, you'd be like, "That's not my name. <laughs> my is not Stuven." So let's talk about getting getting your license. So uh, here, let me let me back up. We're here at the MMA Maniacs Podcast. I'm Nick David. I'm talking with Steve Ward, who is he's the very first guy that received a uh, mixed martial arts license to referee in the state of New York. And you've already put that license to use, I saw. Can you tell me a little bit about the process of getting the license and, and a little bit about the first night? Well,
3: sure. I'm happy to. Um, I actually haven't put it to use yet the first night.
0: Uh, oh, okay. So I saw, I saw event, you raise somebody's, event, I saw you raise somebody's arm in the air. I, I assumed that you were, you were reffing the match.
3: Yeah, I was reffing that match and it was in Niagara Falls, but they, they they were already commissioned under the Seneca Nation Athletic Commission. Oh. So that, that event was already scheduled. So I, I I've done other King of the Cage events for them before there.
0: Oh, and okay. that was
3: a pretty—that's a really good promotion. That was King of the Cage. So that actually was still under the Seneca Nation. It wasn't under New York State New Athletic Commission yet.
0: Oh, I see. All right. So tell me the—explain to me the difference of those two things, and and then the process that you had to go through to to get your license.
3: Well, for years, everybody knew it was illegal here in the state of New York for professional mixed martial arts. They would do ame shows and stuff like that, but they were completely not sanctioned, Um, unless of course you could fight on one of the Indian reservations because they were sanctioned under their Indian Reservation Commission. So, like some of the casinos would do a lot of boxing matches and things of that nature, and they were commissioned under their Athletic Commission. Right. Um. So then the, the casinos would pick up, and they'd do a couple mixed martial arts events but they were real leery of doing it. They were used to doing boxing. They had no problems with boxing but they were, you know, didn't have MMA referees or MMA judges per se to do those events. Um, They were leery about doing that even though for years it was legal if you fought MMA on a reservation in New York. Okay. So, I started roughing. I took a referee course From Massachusetts on Kevin McDonald. Great guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin Kevin is a friend of the show. Yeah, he's, yeah. He does an awesome course. So if anybody's looking into, um, you know, getting into refereeing and being an ABC certified referee, which you have to be for most commissions now, um, he's the guy to go to. Um, When he gives one of
0: his courses Excellent course Yeah, I've talked to Kevin about doing a a piece on the show The next time he's getting ready to do a course And having us, you know, do a little Like do an interview about it And then, you know, kind of follow the course a little bit And give people an idea of of what goes on there You know, just to help I think people are interested in it And I'd like to help Kevin uh, promote that For
3: sure Yeah, no, He so he was a good guy, so I took that course back at the end of 2012, and I was doing, like, some amateur shows here in New York, I applied for, like, my license in Pennsylvania and in
1: Massachusetts,
3: and in those states, um, it's not that it's easy to get licensed, because you have to do a lot of shadowing, stuff like that, they just don't license you and then go on, but... In those states, the application process is fairly simple. Um, you do like a one-page application. uh Have you had any felonies, yes or no? Have you taken an ABC-approved course? Yes. A pet certificate, pay $50, so on and so forth. The application in New York was a little bit different. First of all, it wasn't one page. It was 11 pages. Oh, Wow. They they wanted like a full background check. I had to get a full physical with EKG, with blood work, with a hepatitis test, AIDS test. Good lord. Um an addition test. Um like a full workup. they wanted all of that. Which no other state requires. Uh New York did say that when they started their commission that they wanted to be the toughest commission in the United States. Of course. They were the last ones, why wouldn't they want to be? You know?
0: Well, they certainly were the toughest ones to pass the pass legislation, so it's not surprising.
3: Right. So eleven full pages with your full physical. Um they wanted references from other, you know, events you've refereed, how many events have you refereed? You know, just a lot, they want to make sure they're not getting, you know, just any guy that, that just decides you want to be a referee. And nice. then they want you to attach another, then they want you to attach another page, like what martial arts experience have you had? Um, you know, any belts you hold, anything like that, which I feel should be the number one question on any application from any of those states. How can you be an MMA referee when you've never trained to be a jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, or any, or boxing in your entire life?
0: I agree. I think, I think that's one of the, I think that's one of the biggest things. And I think that's one of the biggest issues that I've seen, uh, in refing. when I have an issue with it. It's like, that guy, that guy obviously doesn't know what's happening. And that is why, you know, there was a, I wish I could remember the fight. There was a fight recently within the last year, um, where someone, you might be able to remember it um but there was a fight where uh, where someone was putting in a submission but it wasn't even close and the person wasn't close to tapping at all and the ref stopped the fight and the guy was like what are you doing that was not uh, it wasn't even close to being a submission like as i was watching the fight i was i could tell that the guy was completely safe he wasn't in any danger at all and the ref just stopped the fight because he didn't, obviously it was a guy that had never done any jiu-jitsu. He didn't know anything about jiu-jitsu. And so he, you know, I don't know, out of fear or for whatever reason, he, he chose to stop the fight. So I agree with you 100%. I think in order for you to referee mar, mixed martial arts, you need to study at least one, if not multiple disciplines.
3: Right. So I'm with I, you. Completely, completely, completely agree. I, I, I don't know how people can do it with not, and I'm not sure which fight that was, but there's been multiple cases like that. I mean, I, I see it all the time. And then on the other side of that, you see ref, referees just because a guy has somebody in mouth and he's giving, he's pounding him out. Sometimes they stop it too fast because, like, I know what a good shot is. I don't know if it. I know if it's a hard shot. If he's bouncing this guy's head off the off the canvas. It's a good shot. Right. But so many times I've seen a guy in mount and just slap, slapping this guy in the face with the back of his glove.
0: Or the punches are bouncing off the guy's elbow or the guy's arm. Right. It's like, okay, those punches aren't getting through. Why are you stopping the fight? So I I agree with you there, too.
3: I always prided myself on being completely fair and reasonable. I was a police officer in Binghamton for 21 years. and. They could call me whatever they wanted after those 21 years. Oh, that guy was an asshole. He was this, he was that. But one thing that I take pride in is that they can always say I was fair, no matter what. And I think that is really going to transfer over to my refereeing. Now that I'm retired, I want to do this more often. Um And just be, just be fair to the guy. I mean, and that's one reason why uh, it's kind of so bittersweet. Like, I can't. Corner Camden anymore. I can't corner anybody. I mean, I've got friends that.
0: Oh, no, right. No, shit, that's right. Wow, I didn't even think of that. I can't
3: show any, even though, even though three years from now we might be doing a fight Madison Square Garden, Camden's fighting, I wouldn't be ref in that fight anyway. Right, of course. Just because my past history with him. But, you can't show, like, any type of favoritism to any of these fighters, you know? And they shouldn't. So that's if I want to progress and take this longer, you can't corner anybody anymore. I had to turn in all my corner
0: licenses. So you can't you can't corner him anymore, but you can help him prepare for the fight. Obviously, you're there in Portland now. You're helping him prepare. Right. What? Where's the cutoff to what you can do in helping him prepare for a fight? Is there any sort of stipulations on how much you can help him prepare?
3: No, I I don't. As far as I know. they're still vamping like all the rules, but I had to read all the rules and regulations, you know, obviously that New York State put forth. Um, and it's just what's fair is fair. I, I can't show any favoritism and that's, and that, you know, that's completely fair. So they don't say like I could never, if, say he's at the gym and we're screwing around one day and I hold mitts for him and he's not even getting ready for a fight or something, you know what I mean? I don't, they're not going to care about that, obviously. You know what I mean? But there's a perception, and you even see it sometimes, where certain... They don't want any of the judges or the referees to have any type of, uh, you know, a training relationship, I guess you could say. I'm not sure exactly how to say it, but but they don't stipulate, like, right off the bat, you can do this and can't do that, because then it would be a 40-page application, probably. Yeah,
1: right. But they do, um, you know...
3: They want it to be a tight commission, which will be good and bad in some ways. Um, and, you know, they want the best. And obviously, I know that uh, here in November in Madison Square Garden, I'm not going to be reffing the main event. I know that. They're bringing in all the all the big guns for that. You know, John, Dan Murliata, Herb Bean. Like, obviously, they're going to be roughing UFC 205.
0: For sure, yeah, yeah. What I am ho-
3: what I am hoping for, though, is to get in, like, some cage inspection and, and, like, that. Um, and Kim Sumler, who's the... Um, she took over the MMA portion for the Athletic Commission for the State. Um, I know that she wants a core group of guys for the smaller shows that she can trust, that she relies on, that she knows, you know, are good officials. Um... Not that there's going to be a lot of smaller shows that will be able to come to New York because of the strict stipulations of insurance and stuff like that. But, um, you know, now that it's opened up after the first UFC, I can imagine that every other um, show, um, you know, King of the Cage, Tough Enough, Bellator, uh, any of the, you know, smaller ones, World Series of Fighting wouldn't want to, you know, fight in New York.
0: Right, yeah. Now, are you licensed in any other states?
3: As a referee, no. Do you have any plans to? Judge? Yes. Yes. I, I do eventually. Um, Like, we used to have to, all the guys from our gyms, they ever wanted to get a sanctioned fight. We always had to go to Massachusetts or Pennsylvania to fight.
0: Right. Well, um, that was the that was the one I was thinking of the most, just because there's a lot of MMA activity in Massachusetts, and we're right next door, so just assume that yeah, I, 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 I would guess that probably that would be the first place you might get licensed other than New York
3: yeah about six months ago I turned in my application from Massachusetts for a judge and referee and I just never heard anything back from them I, I, I really didn't follow up either though I kind of forgot about it but eventually yes I plan on applying to all the you know at least the eastern states
0: nice I look forward to seeing you. I'm sure you're eventually going to make your way into the Octagon. I look forward to that.
3: Well, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: I, I have n- appreciate I have, your support. Yeah, I have no doubts that you served as a, a fair man in your duties as a police officer, and I'm sure you'll be a fair referee as well.
3: Thank you very much, Nick. I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for spending some time talking with us about it. I've
3: been with- I've been listening to the podcast since the beginning.
0: I appreciate Tony, you well, listening. If
3: you're done with me, I'll, I'll hand you off to the chat.
0: All right, Steve. Steve Ward, New York's very first mixed martial arts referee sanctioned by the state of New York. Thank you so much for taking some time with us, and we'll talk to you soon.
3: Thank you. Big fan of the show. Appreciate
0: it. All right, Steve. Take care. Okay.
3: You bet. Just stand yo, yo.
0: Yo yo, Tamden the Barncat McCrory. How are you my man? Doing all right. I'm glad you could take a minute to talk with us. Your fight against Nate Marquardt is the fight that I'm looking forward to the most on this card on Saturday. When I saw the fight announcement, I was like, "Oh my god, what a good fight that is." As a fan, I'm a fan of both of you. I've been watching Nate since Pancrase, and I you're one of my favorite fighters. I don't say that just because you're. I don't say that just because you're on the phone with me. I, I mean, I when I when you when you came back into the UFC and you fought Josh Salmon and you jumped over the fence and you smashed Joe Rogan in the hand. That's like one of my favorite moments in mixed martial arts history. Uh, you know, it was just such a. There was so much joy uh, coming from you after getting that win, and it was such an impressive win. It's one of my favorite moments in UFCs. So I, well, thank you. I, I'm super excited it, it was a for good the fight,
3: moment for sure. But
2: I, I appreciate it, man. I, it was a good moment for sure.
0: So this is a big fight, man. This is this is this is probably the toughest guy that you've come up against so far. How, how are you feeling?
2: Uh, I'm feeling great, man. I uh, been tra- training is going well. I actually moved out to uh Las Vegas and uh, started working at Extreme Couture, and uh, with Dewey Cooper, and and just got a lot of good sparring in and. Got my timing back, feeling like the old, old barn cat with a few new tricks up his sleeve, you know?
0: That's great. How long have you spent out at uh, Extreme Couture?
2: I was out there about six weeks. Did, did like a little pre-camp at home for, uh, three weeks and then I went out there for six and, you know, it's one of those things where I'm, I, I'm not always like, uh, in fighting shape, I guess you could say, but I'm never too far out of it. So, kind of primed the pump and then got out to, Vegas and finished it off and
0: feeling pretty good. Out of his last five losses, four of them have come by knockout. So, are you gonna try and test his chin?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have an answer wherever the fight goes. You know, I'm not, it's one of those things where everybody's like, oh, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. You know, I mean, I have a, I have a game plan, you know. I have some intangibles that I wanna use. But, uh, you know, if the fight goes down, I'll be all right. If the fight goes stays in the feet, I'll be all right. You know, I got an answer everywhere. Everybody's talking about his power, and I'm like, yeah, he's got great power. So do I. If I go running into a shot, yeah, I'll, I'll get laid out. But that's the whole idea is I ain't going to go running into a shot, you know. <laughs> so uh, It's just a matter of, you know, this is like one of those fights. I know Nate's tough. I'm tough, he's got power, I got power, he's got jujitsu, I got jujitsu, so it's just a matter of who's, who's just, you know, an inch ahead of the other guy and who can implement their game plan better, so.
0: I feel that's, that's I feel yeah, that's, that's the case mind. a lot of times when you get to the highest level here, it's just a matter of who shows up and who's the better guy that day. You know, there's a that's lot what of these sucks about it, man.
2: It's like, you're either, you're either winning or you're losing. It's one or the other. You know, that one, he, it's tough because one guy's going to win and going to get paid. The other guy's going to lose and be broke. You know, it's like, you can't really find a, it, that's the evil of the game. It's not like if you, uh and, and you know, it's not like, in, you know, the NFL or any of these other major league sports where you lose a game and you don't got to worry about it because next weekend you get to play again, you know?
0: Right.
2: You still, you know, if you get injured, you're still going to get paid, you know, to sit the bench. But, uh, you know, I, I think, in my last fight, I had a lot of a lot of shit going on in my life, and I put a lot of like stress on myself. And I really, you know, wanted to impress. I wanted to um, score a big knockout, basically. And you know, it's I got a trainer, Mike At- Mike Atkinson, and he's a strength coach. He works with the Knicks and does a lot with basketball and boxing and stuff. And he was like you know, I was telling him about, you know, my mentality going, he's like, yeah, dude, you, you, you never go into a game saying, I'm going to shoot 30 points, you know, you go into the game, and and you just do your thing, and if 30 points comes, it comes, but you don't go in and say, that's what I'm going to do, right, you don't go into the game and say, I'm going to hit a grand plan, but when the stars align, you're, you're primed, you're ready to do it, so, I, uh, last fight, I put a lot of pressure on myself to perform, and came out flat, and you know, didn't really do as well. And this whole training camp, the whole like idea of it was to get back to enjoying, you know, fighting, enjoying, enjoying, you know, the lifestyle, the training, and whatnot. And at the end of the day, just go out there and do what you know you can do. You know, there's no added pressure. There's just perform perform the way you know you can perform. And you know, an opportunity will present itself to end the fight, and you'll take it. So that's how I'm going into this fight you know just simple simple game plan and that, that was the game plan I had all my other fights coming back I just said you know what I'm going to go out there I'm going to stick a jab in the guy's face find my range and figure it out and every time I did that I was successful the one time I thought to myself I got to hit this I got to hit that you know obviously it's just you're shooting for the moon and, and you, you're not even escaping the orbit yet you know
0: that seems like a healthy way to think about it for sure having a very uh, narrow idea of what exactly you want to do is not allowing you other opportunities, I'm sure. Right. You know, you're a well-rounded guy. I love to watch you fight. Everywhere the fight goes, I enjoy watching you fight. You have some of the slickest jujitsu in mixed martial arts, but some of the most functional in mixed martial arts. I see guys that are super highly touted jiu guys that are winning all these different jiu tournaments that come into mixed martial arts and then they can't make it translate and i watch you and i see you going from sub to sub to sweep chaining these things together constantly while still throwing punches and getting punched it's a very impressive thing i can't wait to see you fight on saturday i wish you the best of luck my man i would love to see you come out with your hand raised and uh, i hope that you do that's
2: the game plan dude i appreciate the support man
0: you got it. All right. Tamden in the Barncat. McCrory, thank you for talking to us at Mixed Martial Arts uh, at the... I do not even know the name of my own goddamn show. <laughs> Thanks for talking to us at the MMAx podcast, my man.
2: Awesome, buddy. We'll catch up with you soon. All
0: right. Take care. All
1: right. <laughs> All right. Bye. And we're back. Steve's a great guy. I'm, uh, I've chatted with him on Twitter a little bit. Steve is a really good guy.
0: He's, uh, he's one of the first people, uh, that we really noticed was somebody that was checking out the podcast and he's been uh, super supportive of the podcast. Um, so we can't thank him enough for, for listening and, and, uh, and spending time to talk to us today. So, or in this case, me today. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I I, like I said before, I, I can't, I'm so excited about the Tandon McCrory
1: Neymar Cord fight. I cannot wait. That's the fight that I'm most looking forward to on that card, so. I'm looking forward to the main event the most. Uh, Dodson and, uh, Lineker? Dodson yep. and Lineker are, uh, it's gonna be fast. Whatever it's gonna be, it's gonna be fast. I think it's gonna be over fast. I don't think it'll be necessarily as fast as Dodson's, uh, last fight against Manville D'Anvil. But yeah, he I think throws it's the- so hard, and he doesn't wind up. He it's it's like he's just a he'll just pop it out like one of those old puppets that you with the the punching them, robot. Oh, the punching nuns! Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it just it just boom punches you, and uh, Lyteker will kill you in the body. But he, he has to find him. It, it, and these are both guys who have spent time at Flyweight. Dodson moving up basically because he couldn't get past, uh, DJ two times. And to get in line for a title shot of uh, that will take a while. Uh, it's the, it's the battle of the fastest guy in the division against the,
0: the, uh, the most powerful guy in the division. I think Lineker is the hardest hitter.
1: You think he hits harder than Cody Garbrandt? Friend mm. of the show. <laughs> well, that's tough to say. He's on I've Cody seen, Garbrandt's I've seen, list. Uh, yeah, I've, I've
0: seen more from Lineker, so, True. uh, yeah, you know, I have more of his, uh, I have more of his fights to look back on, but, but Cody's a really, you know, he's a super power puncher too. So, I mean, they're both right at the top. It's, you know, it's... 1A1B. Yeah, 1A1B, right. Uh, who knows? It, it's... But your point is big. But my hitter, right. Fastest fighter. Right. And I mean, that you could say the same thing if it was, uh, you know, Mighty Mouse versus, um, versus Garbrandt, you know, he could say the same exact thing, it's the fastest guy versus the most powerful puncher, it's 1A, one 1B, one and 1A, one 1B, one you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, those are similar fights to me, um, anyways I'm excited for that fight I am excited for that fight but I stand by I stand by being more excited oh, yeah, for the no, McCrory-Marquard fight for oh, yes. sure so look I'm not sharing uh,
1: your excitement I'm just sharing my experiences with the good people and you because you didn't know um, alright where's all the we can quickly go down the card this Saturday in Portland USC's debut in Portland, Oregon yeah let's hit them let's hit them no they've they've uh, they've they've been in Portland before well they refer to it as their debut yeah but they
0: uh they were there sometime in the last year or two years if you look up UFC Portland you'll you'll see that uh I'm trying to remember who fought because I was I, I wanted to go to it and I was bummed that I, I couldn't go to it I think it might even be their third one there it's definitely at least their second oh. one um <clears throat> You don't have to worry about it. I can add all, all this nonsense, all this, this quiet. This is stuff not up.
1: nonsense. This is drama. <laughs> We're finding out the usual This US is C- delivery. <laughs> Fight night ninety six. I don't know, everything says this is uh, the debut. I'm gonna just write when is
0: I'm pretty sure that they had a uh a f uh what do they call it when they do those big uh events yeah the fan expo i think they had a fan expo there i may be making this up maybe i am i making this up am i going crazy I, think I could so, be going crazy i
1: mean john annick wouldn't lie to me and he he referred <laughs> to uh when the UFC... For, uh, well okay anyway i didn't i've been distracted by the fight card looking into the uh anyway Okay. What did you think of Cyborg? Did you watch that fight? Should we I wrap did. that up before we look ahead. Yeah, yeah. This is like an out of sequence version all around. Yeah. We just had a press conference they announced the uh, even though the news broke last night late last night via ESPN. About McGregor, there's three title fights, of course. Uh, they had, they officially announced Chris Weidman, Manuel Romero. They That's Chris a really Weidman. exciting fight.
0: fight. That's a really exciting fight.
1: Yeah, we were talking about, let's talk a little about that. Cause, uh, <clears throat> we started to speak about it when they were facing off. And, uh, obviously I want to save it a little bit for the podcast, but I mentioned what I think it's going to come down to is wrestling perhaps more, th- more so than striking. Yeah. And you brought up a great point
0: well i i mean that's the he's the best wrestler that weidman has faced uh i, I mean i think i think yoel romero's
1: Olympian, yes.
0: yeah he's probably the, he's probably the best wrestler in the middleweight division um, so it's but he's you know you've seen him knock guys out cold he's got really powerful hands so he can do that too i think uh, i think weidman's a more technical striker than yoel romero is um I still. have
1: uh, fast
0: too, though. Don't, yeah, don't, he's very quick. Yeah. I still have a, a thorn, a, a a craw in my hat, or a thorn in my side, or a a displeasure, a displeasurable taste in my mouth surrounding Yo Romero. Does it taste like a stool sample? It does. T- it tastes like a, it tastes like sitting on your ass on the stool, a, 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 an extra minute, and then uh coming back and knocking out Tim Kennedy. That's what it tastes like
1: to me. And it's we haven't seen Tim Kennedy since then. But we will see him earlier that night because he's fighting Rashad Evans, who is making his debut as a middleweight.
0: I didn't hear this. You didn't? Oh, yeah. Mm. Jesus, what a
1: card. Yeah. God damn, what a card. Yeah, they didn't have the full card at the... uh Press conference today. They just had, I guess, the full main card. It's and like it's another Lisa UFC Tate 200. On this card too. It's like another UFC 200. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is, but it's with uh, a McGregor actually on the card. Yeah. Uh, so, and Jesus. no Brock, but it's in Madison Square Garden, so maybe Brock will do a run-in. Uh, <laughs> the Beast in the East.
0: Uh, yeah, there's. I'm just glad we're not talking about CM Punk anymore. That's all.
1: Well, hey, you know, <laughs> it, he only had a medical suspension for a few weeks. He could come back in time for UFC. Why did around. I mention that? I don't know what I, I mentioned. I think it. that uh Phil Brooks is. He's coming from Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson was Mickey Gall's first victim. I think CM Punk's gonna. What right does the chance. CM stand for? Uh, Chick Magnet, as Cajal Pendred mm. said on the uh, MMA Hour, maybe 15 to 20 times. It's pretty hilarious. <sighs>
0: um,
1: but I digress, I, I wasn't serious about my CM Punk speculation, but perhaps it'll be in the audience. Hey, who knows? I think it's, uh, Choke Magnet. Choke <laughs> Magnet? <laughs> hey, that's good! Does that, did, did you see that on Twitter? No,
0: I just made that up. Oh. Why well, is it? Probably has been there. Oh, that's a good, uh, that's a good funny thing. I just came up with it. I, I didn't
1: know that was, a, I didn't know how that was how it was. Uh, uh, but it also stands for Chicago Made or... Okay.
0: Certified. I didn't know he was from Chicago.
1: The UFC did, at the end of the press conference, announce their card for all the upcoming events, many of which are, were already known, uh, including Gustafsson versus Noguera. Oh, that's a good
0: fight. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's probably going to, you know... it's. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely hey, one Noguera's of Noguera's... <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely one of Nogueira's last fights, if it's not yeah. his last fight. You know, I mean, that's a good note to go out on because win or lose, that's a that's a you know, it's, rest be rest of some, it's of some some going to give a medal. Gustafson's a hell of a fighter.
1: It's going to be in Brazil, Sao Paulo. UFC's last appearance in Brazil, which it's one of those rare ones. It is the week after UFC's last appearance in Brazil this year. For, this okay, year. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to clarify that. I was like, like "Wait, yeah, what they, happened?" The new owners don't want to go after the whole <laughs> Olympics thing. But the, the same day, so earlier in the day, there'll be, uh, Fight Night Northern Ireland from Belfast. Oh, interesting. Uh, a double, a, a daily him. double. Yeah, versus, uh, Gunnar Nelson. Alright. That'll be a good one
0: so let's let's That's a lot of let's, fights let's let's cover the cyborg card just briefly okay. we can just talk about that no, i had a great time with it in the Matt Kona
1: betting section
0: oh yeah yes. did you smash yes i got seven of whatever however many there were seven of twelve uh, i should start betting because <laughs> uh because i usually get more than i don't get but it doesn't matter because they're not even odds anyway so it Right, sometimes
1: you get bonus points,
0: whatever, um no, I mean it's not like I could win six of the fights where I bet a hundred and only win thirty four dollars, and then I could lose uh true the other six fights where I bet a hundred and lose, yeah, so I'm only getting a return of thirty two dollars on my hundred dollar
1: investment, mm-hmm. but it's the thrill <laughs> no I'm not trying to promote yeah you. this is for entertainment purposes only, but I got entertained handsomely on Saturday. Anden yeah. Brown first win as a featherweight by decision.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, was not a very over impressive Philippe fight. Nova. Was not
0: a very impressive fight for Anden Brown. I I'm, I'm a big fan of both guys. I, I like I, I like Felipe Nover uh a lot. I I followed him from um his whole from when he was on The Ultimate Fighter when he I, I was at the fight in Philadelphia where uh Big Rig um uh what can I what's his damn name Big Rig Oh
1: former Johnny champion Hendricks. Johnny Hendricks, okay yeah.
0: I was at it was I was at Philadelphia when Johnny Hendricks made his debut against uh Philip Nover Felipe Nover I can't know why I can't pronounce his name <laughs> suddenly uh Felipe Nover I was at Big Rig's debut and it was um I thought it was an early stoppage. I was very angry uh I was yelling uh, obscenities at uh at the ref who I can't think of who it was it was uh It was not big john McCarthy it was not not dan Dan. What's that? Not Tan Dan Mergulata. Yeah, it was Dan Mergulata. Okay. Yeah, it was Mergulata. Did you want to kick
1: him in the butt like Roy Nelson kicked <laughs> no. John McCarthy in the butt? I did
0: not want to kick him in the butt, but I did. I was yelling at Dan Mergulata a lot of obscenities because it felt like a very early stoppage. Yeah. Um, because I was a big a big fan of Novers, so I didn't use his first name, so I didn't yes. have, to yeah, yeah, have to worry about it. You don't worry about it. It's a tricky. Um, it's double P. So, and I'm still a fan of his, and I thought that. uh you know I, I was not excited i mean not that i wasn't excited i was not uh, i was sad for him having to fight hen and Barrow because i figured Barrow's going to come back and really make a fucking statement and it wasn't a statement that much it was uh, it was not a really impressive fight i mean two of the judges gave one of the rounds to nover um one judge gave all three rounds to uh one judge gave all three rounds to pen and Barrow. Two judges gave two rounds to brow um, but it's not that's not a fight uh, i mean i i, I and like I said, I love both guys, but I feel like Nover is not
1: anywhere near. But Novak tough. So Novak a great why fighter to be finished. He's tough.
0: He's a great fighter. I really, I really like him. And maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but I feel like Barrow is on another level. But maybe he just maybe I feel like it was he was on another yeah, level. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe those, maybe, first those two, fight? maybe those Dillashaw fights just oh for sure the just first took one? The, maybe those they just took the wind out of his sails uh, you know but he looked fucking because he was 10 years man. he went 10 years without a defeat he looked like a world beater like you know so when I when I saw the fight against Nova I was like oh that's not a good fight for Nova I thought for sure he was going to get cleaned out and maybe maybe he just has a new game plan now he's trying to play it safe to work his way back up to try and get a title shot again um i mean i i don't I can't get into his head i don't know i don't know what what barrow's thinking, but it was not it was not the barrow that was just cleaning people the fuck out that everyone was shaking their boots to fight. that was not the guy that showed up, yeah so
1: but, okay, let's get to some more exciting cards. There were, oh, there were a couple of decisions, but holy shit. Francisco Tornaldo versus Paul Felder. Can we just skip to that for one second? Because that was an incredible fight. Stopped because Felder had a cut on the side of his eye that looked like it was the size of the octagon. Uh, uh. <laughs> just back and forth. Uh, basically a boxing match between... 38-year-old Francisco Trinaldo now in a 6-fight win streak and the Irish Dragon Paul Felder who's on a 2-fight win streak after uh, a couple of losses. Uh yeah, his last fight who yeah, he had a really impressive last fight.
0: Uh, who was it against? Crookshank? Yeah, yeah.
1: Or no, no. That was Boston. Uh his last fight
0: I don't know. I I remember his last fight being really impressive. Um but I can't remember
1: what the hell it was. Hmm. We're professionals. No, we're not. Ah, we don't have a <laughs> staff board. Well, I'll look it up while you bullshit. Uh, Paul Felder's last fight. Uh, last three opponents. I know Crookshank was in Boston. And they've been moving them all around the world.
0: I I feel like it was somebody that I felt like uh like he was gonna beat. Like
1: somebody that was gonna beat him. And he pulled uh, up. Well no, he beat Joshua Berkman most recently. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was And then he beat Darren Cruikshank after coming through with uh trying to rebound from losses to Ross Pearson and Edson Barboza.
0: Hmm.
1: Of course the big win before that was the, uh, Clip that many people have seen many, many times, spinning back fist to Danny Castillo. Mm hmm. Yeah. No other giant uh, Jason And did he, not, did
0: he not, did how, he, how did the, how did the, uh, Berkman fight go?
1: Oh, he won by decision. Okay. Hmm. But he impressed you and then. I guess so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I know I had Berkman on that. I know I had picked Berkman in that fight for sure. Well, Berkman is a much bigger guy. He used to fight at higher weight divisions and uh come back. Oh, a guy that was on that card that I know that you're a fan of who was briefly not with the UFC has re-signed. You hear Ben Saunders. Oh, yeah, Ben Saunders is back on it again. Kill him, B, kill him, B. So who do you think is Ben Saunders next? Uh, oh, who would you match him with fresh back, provided that he's healthy? <sighs> Let's make, let's do a fantasy little undercard thing. Maybe it'll happen in, uh, UFC Albany. I have no idea where Ben Saunders is from, but. Uh, I don't know. He's at middleweight, right? Saunders middleweight? I want to say so. Yeah. Yes. Uh, hmm. Middleweight well, you know, is know. a weird division. Why not put him with Smiling Sam Ivey? He wants to fight 18 times a year. That'd be a weird matchup.
0: They were, were they on the they were both on the Ultimate Fighter, but I don't, uh.
1: I don't know, but Smile and Sam will be fighting later on in, uh, Manila. Special 10am card. In a couple weeks, BJ Penn on it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, he's back, baby. Uh, he's going to he's going to get trashed by uh Lamas in the uh, Ricardo Lamas? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I'm not excited about that fight. Uh, uh,
0: I think he's he's another guy that I feel like I was at his
1: debut. He's a welterweight. Benson is a welterweight. He's a welterweight.
3: He's so, a, I guess he may not thing. be
1: fighting, smiling, saying, unless one of them bulks up, but.
0: Mm. Uh, I don't know, how about Johnny Hendricks?
1: Okay. That seems, that seems like yeah, a, that's that seems a good, like one. A good you guys fight. Need something to prove?
0: Yeah.
1: Ooh, I'm Aldo looking. doesn't trust Dana White, wants to cancel a UFC contract in the wake of the news with McGregor Alvarez. This is from, uh, bloodyelbow.com. As told, or, combate. As told to combate, he wishes to cancel his UFC contract. Dana always said Connor couldn't hold two belts in two different divisions and he had also denied the fight last week. The Alvarez fight. After all this, I see, I see I can't trust a single word that comes out of Dana White's mouth and that Conor McGregor is the one really in charge of the company. Since I'm not here to be McGregor's employee, I ask them to cancel my UFC contract. Wow. <clears throat> I don't picture that happening, but maybe we'll see Jose Aldo fighting uh, CM Punk and Bellator. Or other wrestler Ryback, who may fight in Bellator, there's been contra- there's been talks. He's a guy who has also never uh, fought professionally before. But in- oh, you're gonna love this. All right, let me just get off on a little bit of a wrestling connection I tangent. Don't wanna, Here's the I thing. Don't no, no, no. There. Stop, stop. His name is Ryan Something. He was a character called Ryback that they tried to give a push to. He's just like a big muscle head, and the only time he ever main event at a pay-per-view was against CM Punk, who was then the champion. But him and CM Punk uh, have beef because the current and ongoing lawsuit between the WWE and Punk, who he said in interviews, is their plan is just to drain him financially and just keep him in court and having to pay legal fees and lawyers because they're so spiteful over the ending is about a concussion. He suffered fighting or wrestling Ryback, and now Ryback burned bridges with the WWE. They got rid of him, and the final thing he ever did in the WWE was a parody of CM Punk's old entrance because he came out in Chicago and did the It's in Time, some uh, pageantry that CM Punk used to begin his fights with. So what a weird world that... Now he wants to get into Bellator. <laughs> okay. Tension over. Nick, I don't, you
0: know, I don't, it was like the, it was, it, we're it, gonna was, watch the, it. it was so painful for me. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing was so painful for me. It's
1: poetic if you feel, think about I, it. I feel injured.
0: Fan. Wow. I feel injured right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, what would make you, we need a cut man. We need a cut man. I need a,
0: <laughs> I need a cut man right now. So
1: we'll edit in a funny clip and uh, maybe that will make you feel better. Ready? See that was funny. Oh, long hair, I don't, don't, care, don't care. Tony Garbrandt. Oh, that last
0: uh, Um, what was I going to say?
1: Next, uh, next order of business, I guess. Um, B.J. Penn. Was it about that? Uh, I mean, no, I States feel like it was matches. about Ben Saunders. Uh, um, oh, fighting um, at welterweight, a good matchup for him. Mm. Robbie Lawler's not busy. Yeah, that's that's
0: that's 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 not a, that's not a nice way to welcome the dude back. <laughs> no. Although that's a hell of a fight. I would like to see that fight.
2: Yeah.
1: Um I'm not playing matchmaker with Ben Sunders. I've uh I, I've liked what I've seen, but I've really only seen him fight a few times. Back to McGregor Alfred. <laughs> Uh. oh it was about it was about Aldo oh the contract cancellation Aldo. Uh, I,
0: I don't I, I, I'm not sure if he's just trying to steal some spotlight or if he's legitimately really angry or if he's just trying to keep his name in, in the, the news. in the news right um, but he's not going anywhere that's the stupidest thing he could ever do Yeah. the Nobody was watching the featherweight division Ed, until, wasn't McGreg- an active champion. Uh, uh, until McGregor got there, although was not a very active champion, and the most money he's ever going to make is going to be fighting McGregor again. So, he's disappointed that he didn't get that fight. Uh, uh, understandably so. Yep. I get it. It's completely understandable. I get where he's upset. I'm upset for him. I think it's fucked up that they're stringing him along and that they're letting McGregor fight again without defending his uh featherweight title. I think it's uh, I think it's bullshit. At the same time, you know, I I I I have to start going it's not it's a different world now. It's just a different world. It's not it's the so, it's the world of McGregor. He's making so much money for the UFC. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. If he wants to fight Ronald McDonald, he can fight Ronald McDonald. If he wants to fight Brock Lesnar, he's going to fight Brock Lesnar. Whatever the fuck he wants to do is what the UFC is going to let him do. So uh, he's just breaking every record that's ever been. And so... I I just got to go I don't know. I throw my hands up in the air and I go I can't keep being upset about it.
1: Yeah. It's um, a it's a special
0: moment in time that was yeah, supposed but it could still to have already happen. Happened. But it could still happen after he defends his title. It's not people aren't going to want to see it any less.
1: Yeah, but people wanted to see it. Immediately after UFC 194 when he first announced it in the 194 post-fight prep. Right, but he's
0: had two bullshit non-title fights since then that don't mean
1: anything. Ah, uh, they're not bullshit because they do mean anything. They mean the two biggest pay-per-view sellers in UFC history. They mean the biggest gate in UFC history. Those well, things that's the, that's the thing. That's the, uh, means, where it's it the, the world of McGregor. It means that fans McGregor are now. watching, but it means that fans are watching. And that many fans watching is ultimately a good thing and more fans are going to be... They're already caught up. They're already enchanted enough to have bought in for the second pay-per-view. So they want to see the uh, the possibility of a champion versus champion thing, and that just brings more eyes to the lightweight and the featherweight division. So yeah, you're right. You're dummy being upset. It's McGregor's world, but the people who are benefiting from it are people who work in MMA, other fighters, and MMA fans, maybe not hardcore fans. that makes it harder for us to get uh tickets at a... Madison Square Garden event, perhaps. But but that's the thing. It's just champion versus champion. They're owned by an entertainment company. Yeah, it's uh, that's just becoming if, more of a... That's the thing. But, as but, a, but this as was going to happen as, when it was Zufa, too. It was going to happen when it was Dos Anjos McGregor. And it's, it's better to... I feel like it's better to happen before the Aldo rematch because now, Aldo, there's the narrative of him being all worked up about it, so that makes there to be some friction to go into the rematch. Otherwise, it was boring. McGregor said it himself. He KO'd him in 13 seconds. It's not that tasty uh, a, a rematch to make right away. It's a rematch that the UFC basically forced themselves to make when they put up an interim championship at 200, and... They wanted Frankie to win because Frankie McGregor would be the real money fight in the featherweight division. The one that everyone to Everyone want to see. The Frankie question. Can it be answered? I agree. I hope that that question gets asked one day. I have a feeling that it will, but I think that it will happen at lightweight.
0: I'm not sure.
1: I'm not sure. I definitely want to see that fight, but... But I think McGregor is done with the featherweight division after UFC 205. I don't think he goes back and fights Aldo. I think maybe Aldo moves up and fights it, uh, lightweight, but I think that's where McGregor will do his work the rest of his UFC career. I disagree. I disagree. I don't think, I don't think McGregor has worked
0: this hard to be able to hold, to be, to be able to have both titles without defending both titles. He's an active fighter, and I feel like he's gonna, it's going he's going he's gonna do, he's gonna go back and forth. I think, win, lose, or draw, obviously you said if he loses this, if he loses the Alvarez fight, he's gonna go fight, he's gonna go fight Aldo, cause he has to. Right. He, he fucking has to. Um, and this is what I said, this is unless what I said. He it,
1: announces that he's leaving the featherweight division because of the weight cut, which is the only reason that I'm predicting that he stays at lightweight instead i don't i feel like he's going to bounce back and forth i think
0: if he wins the alvarez fight i think his next fight is going to be against aldo and uh he wins the aldo fight his next fight is going to be defending the lightweight title and if he wins that fight his next fight is going to be defending the featherweight title and i think he's going to go back and forth like that cuz i uh, uh, uh. I think the reason that he did it was to hang
1: on to them both that's 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 a that's a major but the but the weight cutting I mean I guess it'd make maybe if you're I feel like the bouncing back and forth too much would be do more harm to the body than staying at uh lightweight for two fights in a row maybe I mean I don't know I don't know what I mean I see what he
0: looks like I see what he looks like at uh, 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 the day of weigh-ins when he's fighting at featherweight and he does not look healthy He looks very gaunt. He looks like fucking Skeletor. So... uh, you know part of me gets that part of me goes fucking it's 10 more pounds it's 10 more pounds and it's the fights it's 10 million bucks it's another 10 million bucks you're just throwing your account another 10 million another 10 million and three months later another 10 million and just keep throwing that 10 million in there until Floyd Mayweather comes along and they get a they each
1: make 200 million dollars on the fight Floyd would never split it that will that's the, the hang up <laughs> if Floyd ever agrees to split it yeah, we'll see and I think that fight's destined to happen especially
0: since it's turning into you know the C and UFC is, stands for circus uh, you know it's the ultimate fighting circus it's what it's turning into it's turning, uh, the lines are getting blurred the uh, I can't tell you the excitement that I had when I found out that this was a real fucking thing because it's a discussion that i had with my friends a thousand times. Oh, about the UFC. What, what is better? Kickboxing or kung fu? Wrestling or jujitsu? Karate or taekwondo? Boxing or sumo wrestling? Ooh. How do you find out what's the best thing? I, I talked about it a million times with my friends before the UFC came along. And when I found out it was here, I, I couldn't fucking believe it. It was like my prayers were answered. Yeah. And ever since UFC won, I've been a, a giant fan. And I still am. But my... Uh, my fandom comes with a caveat and that caveat is I want to see real fights I want to see the best fights and I want to see I want to see the best fighter versus the best fighter and and that's not what it is. But when you're letting a here. fucking knucklehead like CM Punk okay, into the Punk. into the UFC, it's, it has nothing to do. It doesn't have anything to do with fighting anymore. It has nothing to do with fighting. It has to do with selling tickets, getting people to tune in, and getting people to spend money. And if that is the
1: is the most important thing, then other things suffer. That's all I'm saying. Okay. But hey, how, how, how many weight divisions were there at UFC 1? No. And... It was an unlimited, it was an, it was
0: a, it was an unlimited, it was whoever versus whoever. I
1: know, I'm just saying, so, things are so much different now in the, yeah. in, the, in the in the current UFC. I mean, CM Punk could have fought in UFC 1 and it wouldn't have been weird because there was a giant fat guy who claimed to have once been a boxer, uh, what's his name, the guy who trained by eating all the pizzas and was Somehow made it to the second round. Uh, great documentaries on UFC 1 on YouTube. My point is that, uh, I think you might Kevin be making, Rogier? Uh, I think that you're right, yeah. Yeah. And I read, and go read, is this legal? Did you get, uh, a copy? I am not, I don't yeah. have a copy. You have a copy here, I right? I have a digital copy, so like, oh, okay. I can't- We, we on, you it email it? I to have me? like, no, no, I mean it's like on a Kindle app. Oh. So that's the thing, cause I'm a big fan of sharing books and trading books, and that, and it's just- shit on No, lock. I have not read that, but I have talked to Art Davies about coming
0: on the show and he said he was going to get back to me and then I... Contact him again and he said he was going to get back to me and he hasn't. So it's been a few months. So I will, I will contact him again about coming on the podcast and, uh, possibly getting a book to give away to our listeners.
1: Yeah. Fuck our listeners. Uh, they
0: don't read. They don't read. Yeah. I think they made it clear uh, the number of books we tried
1: to, we've tried to give away to them. Yeah, it's okay. And, uh, it's all right. I don't even, to... <laughs> I thought you probably misspelled MMA maniacs to get here. Who knows? But, uh, you certainly have mispronounced it. Yeah. But things are so crazy because it's not kung fu versus kickboxer anymore and it hasn't been for a long time. It's been like just such a... The the way that the sport has evolved is just an evolution of having to know so many different things. Now, let me ask you this. What do you think the best value is? Do you think it's in having a strong base in one martial art and then dabbling a little bit in the others or trying to become well-rounded in as many martial arts as you can? I guess it's sort of the question. It's like, do you do a thousand different it's like a this is some Bruce Lee quote that I'm butchering do you do a thousand different kicks one time or do you do one kick a thousand times uh, uh, what's more important the the, the you're you, you're the the generation
0: of mixed martial artists that are coming into the UFC now for uh, by and large are the first generation of mixed martial artists that are studying mixed martial arts. Sure. Having said that, there are still a lot of people that come in that not necess- that aren't necessarily one dimensional, but have one thing that is that they're much better at than everything else. Um, Wonderboy Thompson is a better karate fighter than he is a jiu-jitsu guy uh, than he is a boxer um uh Johnny Hendricks is a better wrestler than he is anything else um uh Robert Drysdale is a better jujitsu jitsu guy than he is anything else but you can't survive on one you, you can't survive on one thing um you know, you saw when Brock Lesnar was fighting. You saw a guy who, by and large, only had wrestling. Mm-hmm. He had very poor striking, very pedestrian striking skills. A so white belt in jujitsu. Yeah, a white belt in jiu-jitsu, but he's a beast of a wrestler. He's a
1: monster NCAA wrestler, and that's that. I feel like the it's UFC the, as a whole went through a big wrestle heavy, uh, phase where a lot of the, there was a lot of lay and pray, so to speak. A lot of refereeing had to be changed as a result of it. Well, here's the, here's the, this is the bottom line.
0: The best wrestler is almost always going to win. That's the best basis for mixed martial arts is wrestling. If you can take down at will, and not be taken down at will. When you can take down at will when you are at a deficit as a fighter, as a, as a stand-up fighter. When you can take down at will when you're at a deficit as a stand-up fighter. And you cannot take down at will when you're at a deficit as a wrestler. And, and you can out, and then you can use your stand-up skills to out-box or out-kickbox a better wrestler than you. That's it's the best skill you can have. Wrestling's the best skill you can have, and it's, they're the hardest working athletes on the fucking
1: planet. But, Nobody works harder than wrestlers. But let me cut in. You say that, that that's currently a thing, yet Chris Weidman, Henry Cejudo, Chad Mendez, uh, Frankie Edgar, Frankie Edgar to beat Chad Mendez. Frankie Edgar was beat by Aldo. These are all guys who were the much better wrestler in their most recent fights. Johnny Hendricks, his last two fights, and they've just like they, yeah, but you, uh, uh, but uh, but it's not it's not you're talking about one fight. Chris Weidman has lost. I'm just saying in recent history, recent UFC. That's what my argument is. That I feel like the wrestling at one point. Was the the best thing that you can have, and I feel like that's no longer the case. I feel like the best thing that you can have now is flow, be be able to flow in, into all the diverse attacks. But. The best basis. The best. best. So here's the thing:
0: you you have to be well-rounded as a fighter. You can't come in just as a wrestler. You can't come in just as a kickboxer. You you can't come in just as a jujitsu guy. You have to be well-rounded. You have to have a skill set where you're able to fight off your back, where you're able to fight standing up, where you're able to take people down, where you're able to defend takedowns, where you're able to defend submissions. You. You have to be a well-rounded fighter in order to fight in the UFC, in order to fight mixed martial arts in general in most places. You have to be well-rounded. Having said that, the best basis that you can have, the best skill that you can start off with is wrestling. So, if you're a, if you're a great wrestler, and then you learn how to kickbox, and you become a really proficient
1: kickboxer, or combine it with your jujitsu, even better, this seems to be with Damian Mayas, uh, where his skills have really taken off since he left, and found himself, left middleweight, and went to welterweight, and he speaks very highly of it. He said if he, he kind of wishes he was born in the US, he would have done wrestling, uh, instead of jujitsu, but now, now that he's finding wrestling at a later age and able to combine it with his jiu-jitsu, it is crazy. Well, you have to have it. See, that's what... When when the UFC started off,
0: they you could do what Hoyce Gracie did, which was stand at a 45-degree angle back away from your opponent and throw little, little teats and then shoot in and you didn't have to have great wrestling skills because even if he shot in and the guy sprawled, he could, he could, uh, he could pull guard and work off of his back, which he did a number of times, but you can't do that now. People are too hip to it. And so jujitsu guys that are world class jujitsu guys, if they can't get you to the ground, and then they don't have a stand-up game, their entire thing is nullified. Everything's nullified. Their whole game
1: is kaput. It's in the toilet. True. So, I mean, Mickey Gall took CM Punk down and his entire striking God. game swear was to nullified. I I'm going to cut your fucking hair off and I'm going to tie it
0: in a braid and I'm going to choke you with it.
1: So, great point, Nick. Good point. <laughs> You're right. Uh, okay, that's, that's great, but... Uh, I, I, I wanna to talk to, you know what, I met a guy while working who was the head coach of Rutgers Wrestling Team. I work in tourism at the Boston Duck Tours. And he just had the cauliflower ears and I'm a, it's probably a fan, so, I, so I just said, do you train? I thought that was my coolest way of saying that. Not, are you a famous fighter? Yeah. <laughs> who are you? Do I recognize you from the Croatia prelims? No. <laughs> he's, he's a wrestling coach at Rutgers and has trained, uh, uh, Frankie Edgar. So he's like, that's our guy. New Jersey. Rutgers. So, uh, it's helped Frankie Edgar prepare for fights. That's pretty cool. Nice. Very cool. So, but I'm always interested. What was his name? Did you get his name? Ah, uh, no, but I will look it up. Cause okay. I can just look it up on the Rutgers website. But yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe I'll reach out to him because that'd be a fun, uh, little discussion and a we'll lead into 205. Because, uh. Please call him up. Get a little interview, a little 10 minute. Cool. You know? It's possible, uh, possible preview of like hey what's up this is the guy that bothered you about your funny ears at the duck sorry course. about your funny ears I you think you're cool you I heard. like those ears I like them also. Right. Um, so good any last bits I know you yeah I gotta get back to yep. work <laughs> for those of you
0: uh, never mind it doesn't matter whatever, whatever. whatever. um
1: Two hundred five uh, card reaction, good. I'm glad that that, that it's happening. It'll be yeah. Two hundred five card is crazy. We're gonna be there.
0: Yeah, we're going. We're gonna drive to New York and we're gonna get some seedy hotel somewhere.
1: I'm
0: walking it, home Just
1: stay in the hotel from Home Alone too.
0: Mm, maybe I probably be a Hyatt.
1: Chance. I can get Hyatt. <laughs> the hotel. <laughs> hotel. Alright, cool. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being you. Thanks for being who you be. Pete from the through the Devil Rejects guy to the uh the devil on the harmonica. <laughs> uh saying good night. MM Maniacs over and out.
0: Peace. That's the end. No, read it! The MMAniacs podcast brought to you by Team Link of Hookset, New Hampshire. They're located at 1338 Hookset Road in Hookset and their phone number is six zero three six four one three four four four. Their website is www.teamlinkhooksetnh.com. Uh, I've been training in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for about 20 years and for the last four years I've been training at Team Link and it's one of the best schools I've ever trained at. Um, there's a lot of great instructors over there. There's no knuckleheads whatsoever. A lot of people there that are trying to help you get better at whatever it is that you want to study. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, karate, whatever it is that you want to study for martial arts, they've got somebody there to teach you the right way to do it, uh, so if you go there, you tell them that the MMAniacs podcast sent you. They'll give you a free T-shirt and 30 free days to try out the school. Uh, again, their phone number is 603-641-3444, and their website is teamlinkhooksetnh.com.